Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson with a message for people who can't get to sleep at night. For the thousands who lie awake because their stomachs are churning up too much excess acid. That's when a handy roll of Tums can be worth its weight in gold for fast, don't-wait relief. All you do is take one or two Tums whenever excess acid keeps you tossing and turning or as a nightcap when going to bed. See if you don't fall asleep more quickly and feel lots fresher next day. Yes, Tums neutralize excess acid in record time and require no water, no mixing, no waiting. That's why millions always keep Tums handy on the bedside table or in a pocket or purse for top speed relief whenever acid indigestion occurs. So don't wait. Get a roll of Tums today. Still only 10 cents. If you'd been invited to come visit your aunt, and if your aunt was hip-deep in Cadillacs and Rolls Royces, and if you got off the train at the railroad station and nobody was there to meet you, you'd probably feel the way Mr. McGee does. Of all the ill-mannered, high-handed, unconsidered lack of hospitalities, this is the worst by George. Now, now, McGee, maybe Aunt Sarah was just too busy to meet us. Busy my grandfather's clavicle. When somebody invites somebody to come to visit somebody, somebody ought to have the decency to meet them when somebody arrives. Looks like it's going to rain outside, and she probably just didn't want to get her limousine wet. Are you sure you told her what time we'd get here when you wired her we were coming? When I what? When you sent her the wire to tell her we were on our way. Hmm. You did wire her, didn't you? Well, okay, we'll take a cab. Oh, for goodness sakes. Forgot, did you? Yeah, I'm sorry, Molly. Well, you should be sorry fussing about Aunt Sarah like that when you didn't even let her know. Yeah, I shouldn't fly off the handle like that. I shouldn't ever get sore at our dear Aunt Sarah anyhow, the sweet old soul. No, you shouldn't. When I think of the poor, loaded old thing sitting in that great big new house of hers with nobody to keep her company but a bunch of bank messengers running in and out with bags of money, I get a lump in my throat like a roll of fifty. Oh, come on. Have you got her new address, the new house? Do you know where we're going? Yep. I got her invitation right here in my pocket, next to my heart. See there? 109 Westlake Road. Good. Grab the big bag. I've got the little one. Uh-oh. Starting to rain a little. Well, there's the cab starter over there. Tell him to call us a cab before this rain. Oh, no. I can call cabs. Oh. Hey, taxi. Here. Hey, taxi. Well, let's go down the corner. Right? Taxi, taxi. They don't stop. Oh, McGee, I'm just getting soaked. Oh, taxi. Hey, taxi. Hey, cabbie. That rat's a... Hey, taxi. Come back here, you. Hey, taxi. My, it was nice of you to pick us up, sir. Well, sir, the lady here, she looked kind of droopy. 
standing there in the rain, holding them bags and dripping. Must have been mighty uncomfortable, man. Well, the first ten minutes were sort of unpleasant, but once you're in, the water's fine. Uh, where'd you say you were going? Eastside Boulevard or... Uh, uh... Westlake Road, uh, 109 Westlake... Oh, that's what I thought you said. Going right out that way. Macaulay's my name, neighbor. Sam Macaulay. Well, McGee's mine, neighbor. Fibber McGee, and this is my wife, Molly. How do you do, I'm sure. Molly, eh? Well, that's a real pretty name. That brings back some mighty fond memories. Oh, really? Yep. Had a cow named Molly once. Gave six quarts a day. <laughs> or, uh, was that Henry? Henry? Uh, Henry Simpson. Uh, he had one that gave six. Molly only gave three, uh, as I recall. Uh, I hope we're not taking you out of your way, Mr. McCauley. If we are... Oh, not a bit, ma'am. I go right past Westlake anyhow. Uh, what was that number you said? Uh, I've been kind of forgetful lately, and I... Um... 109. I got it right here. 109 Westlake Road. Uh, that's what I thought you said. Westlake Road. Yeah, Westlake. That's the next street past uh, Park Avenue, I believe. Uh, you have to watch for it, Mr. McPhee. My name's McGee. That's what I said. Oh, did you? I thought you said... Well, I may forget a face, Mr. McCray, but uh, I never forget a name. Yep. The more I think about it, the more I'm sure it was, Molly. Huh? The cow that gave six quarts. That was Molly, neighbor. Well, I'm glad that's settled, neighbor. Because, look, that street sign we just passed at Park Avenue. If Westlake Road is the next... Oh, will you look, McGee? Look at the beautiful home. Ought to be along here someplace. Wow. Look at that mansion, kiddo. Looks like the Pentagon building with a front porch. Mm. Look at the big circle driveway to it. <laughs> they could run the harness races in there. Well, if that's Aunt Sarah's house, they probably do. At a buck ahead admission. Because anything to make a buck is what Let's that... Let's get a look at the number on that mailbox. I thought her old house was big, but this place is... Yep, this is it, neighbor. Oh, my. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, what a joint. You must have a million servants to run. Let me take them bags out for you, folks. Oh, don't you bother, Mr. McCauley. You'll get all wet. Don't tell him what to do, Molly. If he wants to get the bags out... You then... folks sit right where you are. I'm dressed for this weather. I'll just get them on the back here. Ooh, will you look at that house. I wonder if we ought to sell out and move here with her. Because she must get mighty lonesome sitting there. Oh, she doesn't get that lonesome, dearie. Well, folks, I got all the bags. You can go now. It's sure been a pleasure riding with you. Thanks for the lift. Huh? Uh, McGee, he's going up to Aunt Sarah's house with our bags. Hey, neighbor. Hey, come back here. Hey, this is your car. Those are our bags. Come on, Molly. Hey. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. If you're a professional or self-employed person you probably find it difficult to save money systematically. Well, there's a wonderful plan designed especially for you. It's called the Bond-A-Month Plan. And it's the easy, systematic way to invest in United States savings bonds. Your own bank offers the Bond-A-Month Plan without any service charge. You simply fill out a card authorizing the bank to buy a bond a month in your name. Funds are transferred each month from your checking account. Then each month the savings bond is delivered to you automatically. And when those bonds mature, you'll get back $4 for every $3 you put in, $100 for every $75 invested. Saving regularly through the bond-a-month plan assures you of a regular extra income in the future, 
for a home or a farm, for travel or retirement. Planned saving is effective saving. Why not invest in United States savings bonds through the bond-a-month plan? Ring the bell again. Aunt Sarah's probably so busy counting the silver she can't hear it. I'll be glad to get in the house and into some dry clothes. I must look a mess. No, you look fine, baby. You're wetter than the underside of a tuna boat, but <laughs> you look as good as anybody could look who stood out in the rain like we did. Well, thank you. That makes me feel just dandy. I should... Oh, here's somebody coming. Oh, well, it's about time. Probably been running around the house looking for a red carpet to roll out because we ought to get a big welcome after all the trouble. Yes. Where have you been, bud? We've been standing here holding these bags. Just a moment. The service entrance is down the driveway at the rear of the house. But we... Good day. Oh, brother. That tore it. That ripped the whole dad ratted thing right down the middle. You got an axe handy because I'll chop that dad ratted door no, down? No, no, McGee. Don't how you take it easy. We do look pretty bedraggled. I don't care how we look. Are we guests here or are we not? Open that door. McGee, now, please, let's not get started on the wrong foot because... The only wrong foot I could have is the one I don't kick that butler with because... Open up. Open that door. No, really. Hush, McGee, let me tell you. I'm afraid there's a little misunderstanding I'm here. sorry, ma'am, but I made myself clear to your partner a moment ago. Oh, yeah? Well, by... We make no purchases at the front door, and I might add that Madame does not need any brushes. We're not selling brushes. Whatever you're selling, I'm quite sure Madame... Look, my good man, we are the McGee's. How nice. Now, if you will just... I am Mrs. McGee, and this is my husband, Mr. McGee. And your Madame is my wife's aunt. And she invited us to visit here, so if you'll just run oh, get her... good heavens. Oh, this is a horrible mistake. Do come in, please. Oh, that's better. Oh, this is dreadful. I'll say it is. I do hope you'll forgive me. Madame is not in this afternoon. She completely neglected to mention expecting guests. Oh, good gracious. Well, how do you like that? Invites us here, gets us out of our comfortable high-class home to take a train, compartment course, and then don't even tell the bouncer we're coming. Butler, dearie. Yeah. I'm completely dismayed, Mrs... Uh, Mrs. McGee, I... Well, I... it's understandable, really, Jeeves. <laughs> Parkinson, ma'am. It's understandable, Parkinson. We neglected to tell my aunt just when we were arriving. Yeah, my uh, my secretary failed to send a wire. So don't feel too badly about it, Parkinson. Oh, thank you, ma'am. But don't feel too goodly, too, either, Parkinson. I'm not sure whether you're forgave yet or not. Uh, please, let me show you to the guest bedroom, sir. Uh, Charles, the luggage. Yes, Mr. Parkinson. Mm. Where'd he come from? Charles, sir, doesn't come from any place. When one needs Charles, Charles is simply there. The green room, Charles. Yes, Mr. Parkinson. Yeah, Charles, the green room. We're somewhat fatigued from our journey. And damp, too. Oh, this is a beautiful house, Parkinson. Thank you, ma'am. The paintings on the staircase are from the Louvre in Paris. Mm. Well, they look awful old. You should ought to buy some new ones, looks to me like. You got any postcards of this place, Parky? I'd like to send some home. McGee. I'm afraid not, sir. You'll find stationery in your desk, sir. Uh, this is the green room. I'm sure Madame would like you to have this. Heavenly days. Oh, did you ever see such a beautiful room, McGee? Wow. I trust you will be comfortable here. Oh, yeah, I trust we will, all right. 
These are, I should say, adequate quarters. I should say, wow. Look at the size of this bathroom, Molly. Big, is it? First tub I ever saw with a diving board. Would you like me to draw the bath for you, sir? Oh, no, no, you don't need to draw it, Parky. I got my brownie. I'll take a picture of it. Incidentally, when will the old di- er, when, when will our beloved aunt return? For dinner? Oh, I'm dreadfully sorry, sir. But Madame expected to be gone overnight. She will return on the morrow. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. I do so hope you will forgive her absence, ma'am. As far as I'm concerned, she can get me. McGee. That will be all, Parkinson. Thank you, ma'am. Dinner is at six, ma'am. If you wish anything, ring. Oh, boy, will I ring. Will I ring. Where's the bell cord? You see the bell cord, Molly? Oh, oh, here it is. Ah, yank, yank. McGee, you don't need anything. You rang, sir? Yeah, just testing, Parkinson. Just testing. That will be all. You may go. Yes, sir. McGee, you didn't <laughs> oh, need boy, to oh, ring that. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I've been waiting for this all my life, Molly. Boy, will this be fun. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Locked inside your radio is a veritable gold mine of entertaining radio listening. And you'll find the key that unlocks this great programming is your radio dial when you set it to the station where you hear the familiar three NBC chimes. Seven days a week, the chimes ring out to invite you to be enjoyably entertained by the programs of the NBC radio network. Tomorrow night, for example, you'll find a host of comedy shows on the NBC program lineup. There's the great Gildersleeve. And his laugh-packed adventures as Summerfield's water commissioner. Groucho Marx pleases with his wise-cracking comments on You Bet Your Life. And Bill Cullen takes you on a journey into comedy quiz fun as he invites his contestants to walk a mile. Of course, Fibber and Molly add to the fun tomorrow night as well as every evening Monday through Friday. So it all adds up to delightful radio entertainment when you set your dial to this same NBC station tomorrow night. Listen and laugh on the NBC radio network. Ah, is this bed comfortable? Boy, this is living. Wonderful. Yank that bell cord again, will you, kiddo? Oh, McGee, that bell cord is getting frayed. What do you want now? My foot's out of the covers. I want the butler to have the upstairs maid send the valet in to cover my foot. Go to sleep. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program, transcribed with Jeff Kirkpatrick as the motorist and Polly Bear as the butler. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Tonight, laugh with Can You Top This on the NBC Radio Network. Mm-hmm.